Welcome back to First Issue Club. If you are a returning listener, if you're not, oh boy, do we have a show for you. (laughs) This is the weekly comic book podcast where we cover almost exclusively first issues so you can stay in the know on the comic book industry and feel the beat of the pulse of the hot, hot, hottest new comic books that are coming out each and every week. This week we are talking Tartarus and Alienated. Both books have creators with funny names, Johnny Christmas and Chris Wild Goose. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, wow. I just needed a breath after that. I thought you guys would chime in. I was I, taken aback. Is Johnny Christmas a pseudonym, or is that his real name? I don't know. Like Lloyd Christmas? Mm-hmm. I would just be... like Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> is it illegal to have a holiday, a holiday as your last, as a name? Like, how do you? How did that happen? Is um, it illegal to? Yeah. I knew a Harold Grant. Like, my Grand name Hanukkah. can't be Greg President's Day. <laughs> uh, you can't, Greg, Greg Hanukkah. Because of Jello Biafra, you can't run under a pseudonym for uh, public office. Oh, really? Yeah. He made that rule. Okay. Or that rule became him. So Good for him. <laughs> and good for the dead Kennedys. Exactly. With me, as always, in the club today are the Budget King and Greg. We are... S- Sorely sorry to tell you, Caitlin is not here today. Not feeling great. We'll see you next week, Kay. Yep. Sorry. We uh, ran into a conundrum as we were coming over here as we thought to ourselves, who is going to introduce the comic books? So now... Well, <laughs> this well, week we're going to let them introduce themselves. <laughs> yeah. So uh, welcome that treat later in the episode. As <laughs> <laughs> Where none of us have read the comics yet. <laughs> so before we get into the comic books today... I saw a little bit of bat news, and I wanted to get your guys' takes on this. A, a handful of things coming out about the Batman movie. You probably uh, saw they're releasing some photos of the outfit. Mm-hmm. Some people are upset about it. Some people are stoked about it. Did you guys have any takes? All I saw was the photos a couple weeks ago that weren't supposed to get released, and they didn't tell you anything. So I actually don't know about this outfit thing. Mm. Oh, it's like a 30-second video of like a film test. Yeah. It's oh. basically all black, and then the lights slowly pan up, and they're red, and you see Robert Pattinson and his jawline in the Batman suit. And the interesting thing about the suit is the Batman emblem is actually made out of a disassembled handgun. That is a real fact. Makes you think, like, vigilante weirdness, right? Also that he's, like, really playing up this idea that he doesn't use guns and doesn't kill people. Well, the rumor is is that the emblem is made from the gun that killed his parents. Oh, I like that. That's kind of cool, right? So, Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, and I guess that's from, that is actually canon in the DC line, and I guess in the De- Detective Comics 1000. It was, oh, the, I didn't there, realize there that. was a story that he had made his emblem out of his... He melted it down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So in the in this costume, though, can you see that it's a gun, or is it just melted? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, his, uh, I like that, I guess. His mask is also very Adam West mask. Does it have any like, red on it? Oh, it's okay. like loose and like leathery looking. Does it have than any like red on it? Like blood? Shell. Well, I what? did. I had heard early on that this was going to be somehow the tie in eventually to Batman Beyond. And so oh. I thought that maybe they would start to drip some red into his costume to like allude to the Batman Beyond costume. Uh, well, the lighting is red. Costume. Mm-hmm. That's above him. It's true. <laughs> no, do they drip some blood on it, actually? That's weird. He's if... covered in blood. It's actually a sequel to Carrie. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the Adam West leather hood, I don't see how that's going to go over that well. It's going to look like a gimp mask. People were upset by it, I think. 
I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. I mean, I've people are upset about everything on the internet. I know. So. That's true. Here's the you, thing. You guys like this actor, by the way? Robert, Robert Pattinson? Yeah, he's great. He's he dreamy. Boy, did he figure out how to get out of a typecast. Like, he he might have written the book. Oh, actually, that. in this version of the Batman, he's a vampire. He sparkles? Yes. Okay. Well, I like it better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they do such a good job of casting Bruce Wayne and not Batman. You know, Which pick, are two different people. Yeah, they pick guys who are, like, handsome, rich-looking, waspy dudes to play Batman. Yeah. Right. Which is Batman. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if they would ever consider doing two different actors for the two different roles. Like the Hulk uh-huh. kind of thing. Like, you get Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, but, like, I don't know, The Rock as the ba- as Batman when he transforms. Brock, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck just happened here? It's like, it looks like Frank Miller, Batman. All right, here's the thing that I'm uh, feeling mixed about, is that they've, I don't know if they've said this for sure, but CNBC has an article that the Batman starring Robert Pattinson will feature four villains. Yes, I have heard that. Which normally... Not a great... It's not a good sign. Too crowded. A lot of times when they try to rush and push all of these characters in together, they jump the shark. People feel like the characters didn't get their due. Um, It's also maybe some quick fan service without the nice payoff of having earned a moment. So what... I think, like, story-wise, that ends up being, like, one in the first ten minutes that, like, is irrelevant, mm-hmm. two that team up, and one that's the real big bad. Right, yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. And I know people hated this about ju- the Justice League movie, was that Marvel slowly worked their way towards throwing a bunch of characters together, and then it meant something. Have they the released they who, the, who the bad guys are? It's going to be Catwoman, Riddler, Penguin, and Carmine Falcone. So the Falcone crime family. Okay, so... Yeah, in some ways, like, Cat Catwoman's half. Anti-hero. So, yeah. Do you know who's playing Catwoman? I don't. Uh, Kravitz. Zoe uh, Kravitz? Zoe Kravitz. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Lenny. Lenny Kravitz <laughs> is uh, Catwoman. That's great. Yeah, so definitely. They, they're, Zoe Kravitz is so, like, a hot commodity. They're definitely yeah. going to flesh that out and make her a Harley Quinn entity. I don't know. I, I hope that the Batman movie uh, revitalizes the franchise, and I think that it could. Who's the director on it? If you have to look it up, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I don't oh, know. it was uh, no. uh, this guy again? <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Malick. That's normally where you go with yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrence Malick. <laughs> It'll um, be like a two hour long abstraction. Yeah. Speaking of uh, good movies, I saw Parasite last night. It was amazing. How was it? Yeah. Everybody should see it. Gives it a solid 10 out of 10. You also saw an instant classic in Sonic the Hedgehog the other day. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Did Jim Carrey ruin the movie or make it? No, he made it better. It was crazy. I love Ben Schwartz. He's a great comedian. He was the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Did a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cyclops was in it from the original X-Men movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jason Marsden. Jason Marsden. He was good. Jim Carrey was in it. He was fantastic. Like It was just a solid. He plays Tails. Is Tails in it? I'm not going to reveal that That's, information. That'd be a huge spoiler. I'm not going to reveal it. Uh, and yeah. he's not I'm not saying yes or no to any other question that okay. is asking who Do else you have to see it high to enjoy it? No. We saw it Stone Cold Sober. Okay. Did so it's Do- not the next Cats. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> it's been rumored that this is the next Cats. The phenomena of like... Mud. Just like weird CGI that People just, go to go see not, it. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. It looked good. Like, I'm, I'm glad... So... 
the Sonic movie was plagued with a bunch of drama when the first trailer dropped because that Sonic that they first had was horrifying. It, it is this a, is this a case of the uncanny valley? What do you mean? Where it looked too real and then but wasn't there's so only so close that you can get to real and mm-hmm. it's horrifying the closer that you get to this like like 96% is more scary. This so this has happened. This term comes out of Shrek. So they did this these test audiences for Shrek. Okay. And they did the troll Shrek that looked very human and it was scaring kids. Yeah. Because it was like in the uncanny valley you can only get to like let's say it's 94 or 96% of looking like a human. Uh-huh. And they were like you got to draw back to like 70% humanoid. Yeah. And then they they fixed that and then it was like lovable Shrek. Yeah. This might be the same scenario so, where yeah. it was like too much hedgehog. It looked like one of those kids that like had that weird disease where they're covered in hair. That's what the original Sonic design looked like, but now it just looks like a fun cartoon character. Do you know what it looked like to me? Was and I don't know why this exists, but in Kansas City we have a grocery chain called Price Chopper, and for some reason their mascots are these like furry ball animals, like Koosh balls brought to life. <laughs> yeah, they are the Price Chompers. Oh, thank you. I didn't and even they, know that. And they like bite through prices. Okay, yeah. I di- thank you. I didn't even know that context. Yeah, but they roll around. They're basically and they're like. Argh! Disembodied heads of Sonic. Yeah. So the, what they should do is just rename the grocery store Price Chomper. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go to Price Chomper. Move. Yeah. You guys remember Food for Less? Uh, was that like a brand? There was a grocery store called Food for Less. I have never been there. Uh-uh. Oh, it was great because it told you exactly what you were getting. Food for less. Food for less. Uh, check your texts. I sent you a picture. <laughs> and Here this, we go. This is from. Wonder Woman that's coming out. Oh, it's I thought a, it was a Tyree It's a, it's a leaked photo. Live reaction. Of from what Cheetah is going to look like. Beautiful. Amazing. 80s. I want to get your thoughts on what you think. I'm I think not, I don't like the hair. I don't like the hair either. It looks like cats. Thank you. That's my <laughs> first reaction. It looks like it, she should be in the movie. It's not cats. fair to like this and then not like cats. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go with you on that. I haven't seen cats though. I ha- I hate cats. I'm still waiting for a trailer to give my final verdict, but that looks uh not great to me. I think it looks as good as they're gonna make Cheetah look, because Cheetah's gonna be hard to put into. Yeah, that was that, when they first said that they were gonna do Cheetah and Wonder Woman. I was like really nervous because mm-hmm. she's basically just a Cheetah brought to life mm-hmm. in a in like a human form, like Cheetah, human blood. I like the design around her though. The, this 80s thing that they're going hard with is going to win them some fans. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Like, that's not going to be successful, but yeah, we'll see. Did you ever think that furry culture was going to be so mainstream as it is now? <laughs> it, it's infiltrated us on every level. It really has. Yeah, it, that's a good point. Like, furries are really having their day in the sun. People, animals, and they're supposed to be sexy are, like, in things now, and mm-hmm. we don't question it. Do you find... A person sexier if they look like an animal? No. No. Um, you do. Verdict's out on me. I don't know. <laughs> you need to see more people that look like animals? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think your verdict would be in if your sisters weren't in the other room. Yeah. Is the vibe I got from the look <laughs> on your eyes. Spoiler alert, we have some special <laughs> guests in the uh, side studio. That movie Sing, I have to tell you, really got me going. With the singing animals? Yes. That are computer animated? Yes. Okay. The Shakira version, I think Ooh. she was a hippo, maybe. Ooh. Those hips don't lie. Yes. I saw a picture of a furry the other day and Did it was, awaken something? He was doing like this in his mascot like uh-huh. head thing. 
uh, I'm doing like the inverted like paw hands. And then he had a can of beans <laughs> poured all over his feet. And he said, how do you like this for my toe beans? Which, are, are you familiar with the term toe beans? No, no. Please go on. Toe beans are like your dog's paws or cat's paws. Uh-huh. The little paw pads look like little beans. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So and toe so beans. toe beans is like a cutesy thing, but he poured like baked beans on his toes. How hard did you crank it to that photo? <laughs> I'm still. You must have chiseled. ruined yeah. your laptop. <laughs> Yikes! Oh, I can't go back to work now. Fetishes are fine. Once I keep them away to from the me. network at the office, they're gonna know everything. I got flagged. What <laughs> I don't like about furries, and I like most things about furries, is I don't like. That, I'd love to hear your list of what you like about <laughs> furries, honestly. I like their dedication to the craft, just I, the complete <laughs> I don't give a fuckness of them, that they're like kind of wearing their own like sexual pride on their on their shoulder. I, I, I think that's cool and powerful. Mm-hmm. What I do not like is the in-between furry. They're like 6.8 on a scale of 1 to 10 that just has like a tail and a little bit of face paint. <laughs> if you're going to go furry, you got to go all the motherfucking way. <laughs> I we still haven't reached the level yet of like I'm going to the grocery store and there's a furry in front of me like right buying raw meat or but anything but want, we're headed yeah. in that direction yeah so I don't I don't like in between furries <laughs> do you think there are sub fetishes for different types of furry like am I just attracted to wolves foxes or foxes those seem like the two most common ones are like wolves and foxes mm-hmm. but you don't see many like giraffes or cows i've seen like bear adepts i think that's just Bears. that just has to do with uh pricing out a costume can you imagine how much a giraffe furry costume would cost it'd be astronomical you, you have think to, so you have to get well you have to have like a real long neck mm-hmm. and you have to look out through the neck part because you don't have a long neck i think the kinkier ones would like the, the longer animals yeah, yeah. so come here crocodile <laughs> That's a good question. We, we should get a furry on this episode. Do they wear the costume that they identify with, or is it they're just happy to be in fur? I bet they Both. identify with an animal. Okay. They're called fursonas. Thank you. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Like a persona, but you're, it's your fursona. Yeah. I identify with a squirrel. I would be a furry squirrel. Now, this is a conversation we should be having. What mm. do you identify with? I identify with squirrels because... I'm very anxious and jittery, and I can never stay still. Mm. I'm always suspicious of other people. Mine's, mine's a platypus. Why? Because I'm just a mixture of a lot of fun and things. And you can't, you can't be classified? And I came out of an egg. Okay. Mine's like I a, can be classified. Well, I think that's the whole thing about a platypus, is it's the, like, the iconic, like, unclassifiable. Yeah. God's mistake. Egg. Yes, exactly. Uh, a salamander, I think? Like, You'd be a good salamander. Thank you. Wiggly... And uh, I can rip your tail off and it grows back. <laughs> Super smooth. Yes. Super <laughs> smooth. <laughs> Super smooth. You look wet, but when I touch you, you are not wet. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm like the yeah the cross between like intimidating but also just lovable. That's actually really nice. <laughs> that was a nice conversation we just had, everybody. Greg, how do you feel? Do you have enough content for the intro? Yeah, I think I could hobble <laughs> something together. Personas, I hope, really makes it. Persona will make it for okay. sure. <laughs> Well, let us tarry no further. Let us get this podcast started. Podcast ho!
good. I like it. I Keep just, the hoe? Well, because we always say, like, why does somebody have to be like, that was good? And I was like, I'm just going to refrain to not say it. Okay. So I was like. It's fun. It's a little fun thing I had. It was good. I liked a hoe. 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 Uh, Terry, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that word. That verb, Terry. Let's Terry. Let us. Let's let us, let us tarry. go. Yeah. Okay. No, we are no longer tarrying. Oh, okay. To tarry is to. There was a bunch distract. of distract. There was a bunch of Terrys who took down the World Trade Center. <sighs> terrorists. Yeah. You love calling terrorists Terrys. Okay. Is really Terry is to waste time. Mm-hmm. Let's oh, us tarry. I, that is why people laugh at me at my LARPing events. <laughs> Let's us tarry no longer. <laughs> this fucking noob. <laughs> First up, we have Alienated Out on Boom by Simon Spurrier and Chris, Chris Wild Goose. Simon Spurrier, he did a book called Spire, Out on Boom, and uh, he is a great author. So I was kind of excited for this. I didn't know a lot about it, and um, this is what Alienated is about. It is about outcast high schoolers. Um, one is a girl named Samantha, who wants to get away to college. One is a kid um, who is homosexual, um, and his name is Samir. And one is the new kid uh, who's trying to figure out life. His name is Samuel. If you noticed, all of their names are Sam. Yep, this is a comic book about three Sams. <laughs> so, uh, Tale as old as time. <laughs> three Sams discover a uh, artifact. Walk into a bar. Yes, three, three <laughs> Sams walk into a bar. And it's unclear why they're together, but we can get to that. Uh, and they find an alien artifact. They touch it, and they automatically can talk to each other through their minds. Talking mind talk. Yep. This is a teen book of teens getting uh, their high school willies out, figuring out high school, and now... Getting they... their high school willies out. Hold on. <laughs> that You can say that and not be sexual. Like, I'm getting my willies out. <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> no? You're going to find a tough audience for that one. <laughs> They're figuring out high school, and now they have been uh, connected through telepathy with three people that, or two other people that they didn't even really know that well. And that, to me, is a fun journey. Um, it This book is a teen book, I would say. I don't think it get got classified as that. Boom, um, we'll do that sometimes. I don't think it is for a teen audience, but it has a lot of the tropes that teen books have. Um, such as very highly emotional um, and uh, coming-of-age type of things. Why would you say it's not a teen book? Like, it's not, like, you don't think teens would enjoy this? Sometimes there are teen books that are for teens, that are marketed for teens. Mm-hmm. I think this is a teen-style book that adults could also, like, enjoy. Okay, I see what you mean. You know, like, where it's, like, it's. I know that both Marvel and DC have their teen lines that mm-hmm. they have. They do some great books on them, but their their core audience is teens. Did this make you want to get your willies out? <laughs> your teen willies? Yeah, it helped me work my willies out. Great. <laughs> I, I loved the formatting of this book. I thought it was so creative. The first few pages you get are just, like, vignettes of each of the individual characters and then you're like stamped with like a really bold font of their name so i'd never seen characters introduced like that in the comic book and then as we work through the day you get stamps of like first period second period third period so it was a motif that just kept continuing through the first issue and made it very easy to follow one and very fun to read yes and if you're going to explore this trope or not a trope, just a uh, narrative device, of three high schoolers don't know each other, all of a sudden they're telepathic and they can read each other's minds. Showing it period by period and them changing classes in a comic book format 
fucking brilliant. Yeah, they, they did it really, really well. Well, and how quick they progressively went from, like, freaked out to accepting it to understanding each other and judging each other and, you know, getting into the teenage mindset of preconceived notions about different types of people was all super interesting stuff. The most interesting thing about this was the high school bully character. Or not necessarily the bully, more so the... Agitator of sorts? Outcast who's owning it, I guess. Yeah. He's he's very representative of your uh, conspiracy theory, uh, conservative nut job. Yes. Yeah. Right? In that, like, yeah, he's really into weapons. He's, like, out for himself. He doesn't want the gay kid touching him. Yes. He's not, yeah. Tells when there's also, he's like Indian or something too, Samir. And he's just like, get out of the country. He says some like. I think he calls him like uh, uh, Saddam. Yeah, he calls him Saddam. Yeah. So great job making a guy that's unlikable. Spoiler (laughs) alert, dies. (laughs) Yeah. He did. Not only dies, but like it gets imploded yeah. in, in gets into himself. Which, which is a great way to end this comic so, book. One of the things that I always say about this is when you have an over-the-top butthole character, I'm always like, we know this character is going to die or they're going to get their comeuppance because right. you're playing way too hard into how big of a dirtbag they are. It would are. have been hard to redeem him. Yeah, yeah it would have been. Were you surprised when he died? I, in the way he did? Yeah. Totally, yeah. I was I thought we were going to boil to a point where he did something fucked up, and instead he just, like, evaporates. Got it. Right. <laughs> I thought that they were going to try to redeem him and yeah. make him, like, the fourth member of the group, and then he has to tell... T- <laughs> Turns t- out that's going to be the alien. And it, <laughs> Yeah, that is true. The alien becomes, like, part of the crew in the end, which is kind of crazy. Um, um, I I've, I did four years of high school, almost five. No oh, wow. Humble this brag. guy, yeah, four years. Okay. I've never met a bully like this on like any level I don't I know it's supposed to be like exaggerated and whatever but like this guy was a psychopath and just like completely nihilistic like just like fuck the world like <laughs> yes. he to, to the point that like the like the main Samantha is like sees that he is on a bike and she's missing her bus and is like hey could you just tell them I'm gonna be late or whatever he rides up to the bus and goes oh don't worry go go along just go away <laughs> who would ever fucking do that i don't care how cool he, you he are. went out of his way to make somebody else late that he didn't even know yeah Beautiful. i guess i guess she did get his name wrong and that maybe could have pissed him off like but, a normal human um one thing one thing that i like loved about this is samuel is a youtuber but he's kind of like a masked kind of conspiracy theorist YouTuber uh, that plays into this whole other element of, like, there are these young kids trying to provide teen uprisings against adults. That in and of itself, of a comic book, would have been a great comic book. Right. Yeah. That mixed, Now it's just a small subplot. Yeah. That mixed with all the alien shit, I, I, that makes this comic book, like, a double whammy for yeah. me. There's a million places it could go, I think. I'm super intrigued by it. Teenage Relationships. Love them. Get your willies out. Get your willies, Get your willies out. out. Get your willies out. <laughs> YouTuber, uh, e- even just like the insight into YouTube culture and how people use YouTube now, it's like kind of fun. On top of that, to be a conspiracy theorist on YouTube, great. Uh, alien stuff. Have we gotten into the alien much? 
cute alien no. that kills people at will and then says awesome <laughs> you got me sold yeah. and does he do their will essentially where like deep down in their hearts where they like fuck this guy I hope he goes away and then the alien killed them I thought the alien was trying to protect him them because he saw that um the the bully guy was attacking the kid that could have so happened the alien was just like nope I'll take care of that for you it's yeah. either that or Samuel wished it while he was getting attacked and that's like, kind of what I was thinking okay so you think the three kids have a telepathic link to the alien, and yes. then whatever they think, the alien just does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The alien says, good, good, did good, done uh, good, is good. Okay. <laughs> so he's he's hyper-intelligent, but does not know speech. He's learning another language. He's just trying to help him out. Get, a, a, get out of my it country. It is a cute little alien thing. It is cute. It looks like something out of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or Pokemon. It's, it's got tiny little paws, but it's also like a robot. A- Alien is a solid book. Boom has done it again. Boom is just knocking it out of the park. I don't think they've done a bad book in the last six months. So, good I don't job. Know if they have, we haven't covered it. Right, yeah. Boom. <laughs> Get your willies out. <laughs> Get your willies out for Alienated. You think they'll use that on number two, like our quote? I, I think that get your willies out. Get your well, willies out, first issue club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, first issue club says get your willies out. <laughs> <laughs> now. Nothing to do with the book. First issue club rated this a get your willies out. <laughs> <laughs> two willies have two, been gotten out. Two, two willies out for alienated. <laughs> Next up. We have Tartarus. Ugh. Already. Good luck. <laughs> uh, on image. What a Tar- fucked up name. Tartarus. I looked up what it meant, or what it was. Oh, really? It is a Greek folklore story for, like, the range of, like, the depths of hell, kind of. Next. Um, which is a premise within this book is that it's a prison planet, and deep below the, like, surface of the planet is where they keep all the prisoners in this, like, large pit. So for some prolific author, they found this term and they're like, that's what I'm going to call my book. And if you looked it up, then you were rewarded in that way. This, I believe, is a quarterly book. Which is why it's extra beefy and extra expensive. Yes. For those who can't do the math, that means it comes out every four months. You just insulted our audience. (laughs) And myself, because I had to do the math before this podcast. (laughs) Uh, And it is big and long. It is a space (laughs) opera in a lot. Big and long and he gets his willies out. <laughs> okay. Um, this book is hard to describe in a short synopsis, but it essentially is the the tellings of a prison planet and w- warmongers uh, coming to, like, figure out all of their stuff, I guess. It sold it as um, Breaking Bad on Moss Eisley, which... No. I didn't get the br- the Breaking Bad was a little bit of a stretch. No drug dealings or like nefarious like antiheroes really. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of like crime bosses trying to figure out where they're gonna be in the crime boss world. I'll tell you, I like the Star Wars comp. It felt sort of Star Warsy to me. Um, huge Star Wars spoiler if you don't know. But uh, <laughs> do tell. There's there's this character Luke and his dad is the bad guy Darth Vader. Oh, oh wow! And tell me that Greedo shot first. And in this book, we've got a uh, hero. Apparently, I think <laughs> time will tell. <laughs> yeah, time we'll find out in the next four that months. Certainly was confusing. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, whose uh, mother 
was a bad Darth guy. Vader. Oh, bad guy. Essentially, like, what? We got a story, like, 17 years earlier, the first half of the comic, mm-hmm. and then the second team, se- second half of the comic was 17 years in the future. Her mom, though, is a badass character created in this comic book. Yeah. Completely tatted out, crawls out of this pit, rages a huge war ar- among everything, and, like, basically single-handedly, like, destroys the planet, kind of. They made her good, like her, like, interesting at least. Were you rooting for her during yeah. the prison escape? I think you have to. The, yeah. the, the first half of it read like a prison escape. I was rooting against her, and they did a bit of clever, I guess, giving the people she was killing depth, where they would have, like, small conversations about, like, loved ones or relatives, yes. and then she would kill them. <laughs> And it was like, why did you introduce me to this person? Why couldn't they have I been just like... I love to get to like, know my victims. Yeah, just like a shallow guard. They did throw in that she has a baby at the end, which is this, the next second half of the book. And I was like, random, that she is just a kid. Yeah. I root for any face-tatted woman in any story. If a female has a face tat, I'm going to root for her. Yeah. That's just your demo. Yeah. That's what I... I feel like that's a commitment to a lifestyle that I'm going to respect. And encourage. <laughs> yes. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> uh, the artwork in this was beautiful. Insane. Was absolutely beautiful. The, f- the fight scenes, to me, sustained this comic book alone. And this is a big, honking comic book. Did it feel like it was too much? It, how long did it take you to read? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big one. It took yeah. a little longer it than took, I... It, well, because was, there was so much happening. There were so many panels. There was so much... Action, I had to flip back and forth and kind of figure out... Who is who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to restart the second half of it once. I will say, yes, this was surprisingly easier to follow than I had anticipated. Mm -hmm. From, like, flipping through it and looking at it, I kind of thought... How much dialogue, how many characters, and how hard sci-fi it was. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. So, it, it kept me entertained and dove into the story for sure. The only problem I had with this book was they tried to do even too much for this 60-page book that they like are jumping a little bit of like narrative plots where I'm just like, I guess I'm rooting for Tattoo Face Girl and she has a baby. Okay, I'm in. Oh, and she's gone. She's dead. And now we got a whole new chapter. It's like, whoa, I was there with you. Like, give me like 15 more pages on that maybe. <laughs> give me Face Tat Girl back, please. Yeah. That so, would, do you guys feel like the intro would have been a great second issue? Yes. Yeah, totally. Like, here's this interesting book with enough going on to have you buy the second issue. Although it was the better of the two books, so it I, was see, the better I see why of the they two. put it up. Yeah. I'm it, curious if they did this because they were concerned that people would be confused if they released it in smaller issues and that they would lose readership. And they're just like, well, let's just fuck it. Let's just clump it together and release it every four months. And, like, people get more bang for their buck. Part of me thinks that it just takes so fucking long to work on. Yeah. With how dense, detailed, and dense the illustrations are. I mean, even like the color palettes. I'm telling you, like, developing these color palettes is no small task. Oh. There there are pages with, like, red hues, orange hues, green hues, multicolor hues. John Hughes. John Hughes. <laughs> Every hues you can imagine. The one thing, though, that I did know about this comic book is that Johnny Christmas was a co-author uh, with Ed Brisson on Sheltered, which is a comic book that I talk a lot about, uh, or I have talked a lot about mm-hmm. before. It They call it a pre-post-apocalyptic book about kids who inadvertently kill all of their parents 
in a prepper commune and then have to figure out their prepper commune as they think an impending apocalypse is coming. And that comic book was fucking sweet, like insanely awesome. So I feel like he knows how to pen a dramatic narrative with a great arc. Two key things that I want to know about this book that I was a little either confused on or maybe I'm supposed to be left in the dark on at this point. One, she gets our our main character, the baby in the early story, adult in the second story, (laughs) grabs a sword from somebody, and then the sword turns ablaze. It's on fire. Is that a special power she has, or is it just a fire sword? Was she also going to... She says, you thought wrong, or something like that. So that was her plan the whole time? Yeah, was she in on it the entire time? That was not clear. Because if she was in on it, then there's this interesting thing where she tries to help her great aunt or something by taking her like DNA to a med lab so they can like regrow lungs for this character. And that's how they find out who she is because they take her DNA, put it in the system and Mm -hmm. say, whoa, you are that warmonger uh, daughter. And they immediately come and arrest her. That was really cool how that unfolded. But then like that she has this like secret back plan outside of that slightly unbelievable yes i agree it seemed like this was all surprise to her mm-hmm. and that would be a dumb misstep to have her identified before going what, what was your number two confusing there seem to be water charmers in this universe <laughs> who can turn liquid into solid tools yes and i don't know if those are going to be like the jedi type characters and our hero is going to discover she's one of these people and or they has been one of these people I do not understand that. I think they also take like a vow of silence, or some of them do. Is that right? They were like talking through their mind or something. Yeah. Uh, so not a complete vow of silence. You're right, yeah. Mouth silence. I don't know how sil- vows of silence. I've never taken a vow in my life. <laughs> so what was your marriage? <laughs> a vow of like superhero proportion. Like a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> were you crossing your fingers the whole time? A vow to do like fifty push-ups every day. Like I, I've never. Ugh, done, no, never done that's I like would that. rather die. Yeah, the pi- the push-up vow. No, the the Mm-mm. first issue called push-up vow. Zero every day. <laughs> you vow to do zero, so I can stay squishy and weak. <laughs> Someone's gonna say we saved their life. I think somebody will come back to this episode and say, I took the I took the first issue club 50 push-up vow, yeah. and I'm a better person. And for I it. punched a hole through a person. <laughs> Thank you, first issue club. Yeah, I'm in prison. <laughs> I think our conversation on this book gives you some insight into what it was like reading it. It was a little uh, disjointed and weird, but also fun and exciting. Can a I little you- hard to follow, a little uh, craziness and weird heady stuff going on. I think to the format of this, the fact that it's going to come out quarterly, I am definitely going to say, add it to my poll list. I liked it enough to see where it goes throughout the next year. I care about these characters. The artwork's insane. It was a fun enough read. Yeah. So, like, most comics that we read that we go mediocre don't make it on my poll list. Right. This this is going to make it on my poll list. How many many willies do you give it? Okay, out of the getting my willies out uh, willometer, I would say, yeah, about six. Wow, six? six willies. You gave alienated two. Two willies up. Oh. That's like those are two willies. So this is six willies <laughs> just in general? <laughs> this is on the willometer. Right. And so on the willometer, which is one to twenty, uh-huh. it's you like, gave it six. Sorry, one to twelve. 
this metric is <laughs> fucked already. Okay, I give it one and a half willies on the the other one. Okay. So if two willies was full on, my willies are out. One and a half willies is like, I got one limp willy and one full fully torqued willy. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Get your willies out. Get your willies out. <laughs> I know ours are, and these books are great. And that's a podcast. Endorsed. <laughs> Sorry. Man, man, when we get quoted, that's going to be awesome, man. And this is a little thing. Uh, quarterlies actually come out every three months. <laughs> so if you guys wanted to know that, quarterlies are every three months. So they're not every four months. Math is hard. But a we quarter, read comic books. But, a, but four quarters go into one dollar. So you would think quarterly, <laughs> four quarters equals one year. Say, th- say that again. I said four quarters go into a dollar. <laughs> So quarterly, you would say four months go into a year. Yes, but... Wait, that doesn't make sense. Every three months is how it works, though. So... Four times three is twelve. Four times three is twelve. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so we both fucked up. Math. Fuck math. (laughs) Riddler and the Penguin. Who's, do we know who's playing Riddler and Penguin? Penguin is, uh, what's his face from In Bruges? Danny DeVito? No. Nope, it's fucking. It is somebody cool. Um... He's the he is a man who <laughs> was in the movie In Bruges. What is In Bruges? It's a movie. It's a good movie. In Bruges, the the city. Are you saying it right? He's saying that word. Oh right? yeah, sorry, I forgot how to talk. <laughs> it's a, a fucking. What is his name? God damn it! He is a person with a name, and he has. <laughs> Uh, hey, we, we, have pe- we, we have people recording in here. Do you guys know? Can somebody hit that microphone and tell us the name? Uh, I'm looking it up still. So. Uh, oh, my God. What is his name? He's a hunk. He's a dreamboat. Is it Jim Caviezel? No. It is a man from not America, I think. Does he look weird? No. What else has he been in? Come on, Greg. Think. He has eyebrows. This is great. This is great. This content. is solid. Who Here, f- watch this. Watch I fucking this. saw this on Twitter. Why is this? He didn't. Liar. The Batman. Is it Colin Farrell. Colin fucking Farrell. All right, it's Colin Farrell. Jesus Christ. Was Thank I not you. right though? He was a man. He was in that movie. He does have eyebrows. And he has eyebrows. He's in Bruges. For those of you, when you guys, it's think two of, words. When you guys think of. Colin, it's two Colin words. Farrell, do you think of him Bruges? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is my last podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Great. Okay. So we got Colin Farrell and yep. then uh